You are now listening to Why Obedience is So Important taught by Pastor Randall Crawford Sr. Please visit our website at BethelHouseOfTruth.org to listen to more messages like this one. Again, that is BethelHouseOfTruth.org. Enjoy today's message and God bless you. Good morning. I want to welcome you all to Bethel House of Truth this Sunday service. Praise be to Yahweh. Yes, in the highest. Amen. Let's get right into this. What's, what's our topic today? Why obedience is important. Why obedience to Yahweh is so important. You're going to learn some things today. As you always do every Wednesday, every Sunday, you're going to learn some things. Obedience to God is not only a way to worship Yahweh and Jesus Christ. I want you to hear what I just said. Obedience to God is not only a way to worship Yahweh and Jesus Christ. When you're obedient to him, he looks at it as a form of worship to him. Okay? I want you to get that. So when you're not obedient, when you're disobedient, you are not worshiping him. You understand that, right? Okay. But a way to get closer to Yahweh's holiness through obedience, obedience to God prepares us for whatever Yahweh has in store for us in the future. Praise God. It also helps us deal with our past. So we can have the proper closure and we don't so we don't suffer due to our past. Amen. Obedience. And obedience is important. It is so important. As a Christian, as Christians, we know we're we're not saved by our own words alone, but by our deeds and our works. Which equals faith. Amen. Which is pleasing to God. Our Father Yahweh and Jesus Christ. Because we're doers. And not just sayers of the word. When you're just a sayer of the word. You're not pleasing to God. Because you're not obeying God. That means you're not worshiping God. That's a problem. Amen. When you try to play both sides. That's a problem. It really is. Because you're you're not a, a doer. But a sayer. You're double minded. And there's. Expect nothing from God when you are double-minded. Amen? And whatever you do have and you are double-minded, He will release it from you. Amen? I want you to see that. How obedience is important. You have to be obedient in your blessing towards Him. You have to be obedient enough to protect your blessing. Amen? Listen to what I'm saying to you. You have to be obedient enough to protect your blessing. Because Satan coming for it. Amen? He is coming for it. You're just going to let him take it? God gave it to you. You're just going to let him take it? Your obedience is what builds your strength. Your obedience is what builds your prosperity, your wisdom in God. Because remember, obedience gets you closer to God, to his holiness. Amen? Obedience to Yahweh proves our love towards him in Jesus Christ. And demonstrates our faith towards him and his truth. Amen. So let's learn how to be obedient to Yahweh in spirit and in mind and in life by doing, not just saying. And let us learn to be obedient in his Holy Spirit and to his Holy Spirit. Because it is the thought process of God in Christ. That's what it is. Let us learn to be obedient to his holy blessing 
Obedience brings in rewards from our Father. It does. He blesses those who are obedient to Him in love, in true love. We're going to um, start our message in Matthew 21. Matthew 21, verse 23. Christ speaking here. The Pharisees trying to trap him up. Christ's authority is challenged here. And we're going to see what he says here. So Matthew 21, verse 23. Again, that's Matthew 21, 23. If you haven't said glory to God. And when he was come into the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people came unto him as he was teaching <laughs> and said, By what authority doest thou these things, all these miracles? And who gave thee this authority? Question. Jesus answered and said unto them, I also will ask you one thing, which if ye tell me, meaning if ye tell me the truth, I and likewise will tell you by what authority I do these things. The baptism of John, whence was it, from heaven or of men? Now we know that John the Baptist was the last prophet. And we also know that John the Baptist was from God. He was ordained from God. He had the Holy Spirit from the womb, from the womb of his mother Elizabeth. Amen. And that was Jesus' cousin, six months older than Jesus Christ himself. And we also know that he was sent to prepare the way for Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. Amen. And they, and they knew what he was teaching was true, but what he was teaching was taking away from what they were teaching, which is traditions of men. So they didn't like that. So here we go. And they reasoned with themselves saying, if we say from heaven, he will say unto us, why did ye not then believe him? Why weren't you obedient to him? Get it? Why weren't you obedient to him if we say that it was from heaven? Because we know it was from heaven. But if we shall say of men, we fear the people for all hold John as a prophet. And he was the last prophet. So they got fear going on. God don't work in fear. Satan does. Amen. And they answered Jesus and said, we cannot tell. There's a lie. They do know. And he said to them, neither tell I you by what authority I do these things. But check this out, he said. But what think ye? That means check this out. A certain man had two sons. And he came to the first and said, son, go work today in my vineyard. He answered and said, I will not. But afterward, he repented and went. That's a good boy. That's a good boy. Smart mouth, but he's a good boy. And he came to the second and said, likewise. And he answered and said, I go, sir, and went not. Ooh, what a liar. What a bad kid, right? Whether of them twain did the will of his father. They said unto him, the first. Jesus saith unto them, Verily I say unto you, that the publicans and the harlots go into the kingdom of God before you. Woo! Whew. That's powerful. That's very, very powerful. Because the publicans and the harlots are the ones that the Pharisees and the scribes and the Sadducees looked down upon. But they were the ones listening to John the Baptist, being baptized by John the Baptist. Because they wanted repentance and they wanted a new life. But they looked down upon them. For John came unto you in the way of righteousness, and ye believed him not. But the publicans... And the harlots believed him. And they changed their life. Based, I added that last part. And ye, when ye had seen it, repented not afterward, that ye might believe him, that ye might obey him. Mm. So what's the problem? So, so, so what's the problem? The problem is, you have 
some people who say yes sir and do nothing and don't do what's right and they look down on people okay they look down on people and then you have other people who say yes and they go because they're doers not just sayers amen it's a difference the obedience as Christ would say as someone that you will look down on because they're harlots and they they live a life in the world but they begin to listen to John the Baptist you can't judge a book by its cover okay open them pages up and see what's inside amen it's very very important let's go to John John 14 John 14 Jesus calls us to obey he calls us to obey John 14 15 watch this and this is the fact there's there's no there's no way around this okay it is what it is amen it is what it is John 14 verse 15 if ye love me the word if here is if it's what you want to do if it's by your own free will do you want to love me do you want to take your free will and love me if you love me keep my commandments if ye love me keep my commandments meaning obey me means obey me and he's gonna show you why it's important and I will pray the father and he shall give you another comforter that's the Holy Spirit when you actually obey God because you love God through Jesus Christ and you obey Christ because you love Christ and you know his word is true and that obedience is real when it's from your spirit and your heart and your mind with all your strength and with all your soul obedience is a form of love it's a form of love so it says if you love me keep my commandments you will keep my commandments there will be no games you will not be double-minded you will not choose sin over me you will not choose death over life amen and I will pray the father and he shall give you another comfort that's the Holy Spirit because you love me and because you obey me I'm gonna be within you me no mano in the Greek meaning I'm going to dwell within you through the Holy Spirit that he may abide that's that word me no mano with you forever 17 even the spirit of truth again the Holy Spirit there's no lying God a straight boldness paresia straight bluntness and life amen whom the world cannot receive because the world's not real with God let me explain something to you if someone claims to be a real Christian in God amen and they do not have the Holy Spirit meaning they can't understand God's truth okay if you understand God's truth you got the Holy Spirit you got some of the Holy Spirit living within you okay and you cannot understand God's truth but they claim to have it they're a fake they are a fake amen because what did the Holy Spirit cause you to do it changes your whole inside it changes your whole way of thinking that's what it does it causes you not to think the way you would think but the way God would want you to think amen that's what it does it causes you to be obedient it shows you God's righteousness that's what it does even the spirit of truth 
Again, the word truth there is real. It's the spirit of truth. Meaning there's no lie in that. Lies can't dwell there. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. That's how you will begin to speak. That's how you will begin to be. Your yes being yes and your no being no. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot see, cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you. Me no mano. It shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. But ye see me because I live. Ye shall live also. Amen. I went too far. Stop right there. I want to keep going. I love this chapter. Listen to what he's saying here. He calls us to obedience. And he says to us, If you love me enough, if you love me enough, if you put me first in your life, to be obedient to my Father's truth, to be obedient to my voice and obey it, to have the obedience to put me first in your life. Do you have the obedience to trust Yahweh, to trust Jesus Christ and actually get to know Him on a higher level? With all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength and your spirit? Do you have it in you to obey when your flesh tells you not to obey? Do you know how to cut your flesh off? From its portion of life. He's saying, do you love me enough to obey my word in spirit? In spirit. That's important now. Let's go to Romans 12. Romans 12. Romans 12, 1. Obedience is worship. That's what we're talking about. Obedience to God in Christ is worship. If you claim to be a Christian, it's what you're supposed to do. There's no questioning it. There's no second guessing your obedience and your allegiance to Yahweh in Christ. You got to trust them. Romans 12 verse 1, if you have a say, glory to God. And it reads, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Meaning, if you claim to be a Christian, if you carry that name, Jesus Christ, with you, it's what you're supposed to do. It's what you're supposed to do. Amen? Watch this. And be not conformed to the world, to this world, this world age that we live in. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. What renews your mind? The Spirit of God. The truth. That ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We don't know the will of God. His Spirit does. And His Spirit tells us. Which causes us to be righteous in His way. Not our own. Amen. For I say... Through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. 
You know who you are. You know you're not much. I know I'm not much. We know God is all and greater than all. And that's how we ought to be. We should never look at ourselves above anyone at all. For how could God deal with you? How could he deal with a prideful human? How could he deal with someone who says, I'm better than you? Who thinks that you're better than someone else? You can't deal, God can't deal with a person like that. You think God would dwell through his Holy Spirit? You think Christ would dwell through his Holy Spirit in a human being like that? That's foul. Four. For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, we all have different jobs in the body of Christ. I am the mouth. I am the head. Christ is the head over all because he is the head of the body. I am the under shepherd. Everyone else has a job. So we being many are one body in Christ. And every one member, one of another. Having the gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith. Prophecy means to teach. Okay? Everyone's not a teacher. Or ministry, which means service. Let us wait on our ministering, or he that teacheth on teaching. Watch this. Or he that exhorteth on exhortation that lifts people up. He that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. He that ruleth with diligence, with wisdom. He that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. With cheerfulness. Now you have all these things. Sometimes they're wrapped up in one person. Okay? And you have all these things that are distributed out to many people. But everybody can't be every part of the body. Everybody must know who they are, must know their part, must know what they must do in Christ Jesus without complaining and do it all in the love and obedience of Jesus Christ. Because again, obedience is a form of what? Worship. It's a form of love that you have for God in Christ. Amen? That's what obedience is. Meaning, I'm the under-shepherd of Jesus Christ. I'm not trying to take his position because I don't want it. I couldn't do it. That's not for me. I'd rather be his friend. Amen? I'd rather be his wife. He knows best. I do not. That's why I call on him. That's why you call on him. Amen? Let love be without dissimulation. Interesting word here. Interesting word here. Dissimulation. Okay? It's a noun. And it means hidden under. Hidden agenda even. Okay? A false appearance or a counterfeit appearance. Mm, I don't need to say that again, do I? The simulation. The way people think. Okay? Some people think with counterfeit love. Okay? Some people think with counterfeit words and actions. Amen? Some people have their own agenda and they try to counterfeit what they think you want to hear and see so they're not discovered. 
Amen? That's wicked. That's not a Christian. That's not even a Christian. Okay? Someone who wishes to be a Christian. That's someone who's straight of the world and of the devil. Hidden agenda? Hmm. There's no obedience in Christ in that at all. Let love be without dissimulation, without phoniness. Abhor that which is evil, cleave to that which is good. Plain and simple. Hate what Yahweh hates, love what Yahweh loves. Simple as that, amen? Be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love and honor. Preferring one another. Listen now. Preferring one another, not hating on each other or talking bad about each other. Because of what they have or what you don't have or what you think you should have, what you think they shouldn't have. No hate. Just love. Amen? Pure, the purest form of love. Because how could you love? How could you claim to love and not be obedient to Christ? You can't. It's impossible. Amen? Not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord in obedience and in truth and in love and in spirit. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer, staying in prayer. Because the people sometimes that you're around who claim to be a Christian are not Christians and they are full of dissimulation. They are counterfeit and they are false. So you watch them and you listen and you discern. Amen. You discern. God wants nothing from you but your love. I want nothing from you but your love. That's it. Because I give love. God gives love. So therefore he wants your love. That's it. We want nothing from anyone at all. God wants your obedience. I want your obedience to God and Christ. That's it. 13. Distributing to the necessity of the saints. To the set aside ones. To God's elect. Given to hospitality. Share the love. Share the blessing of God. From your heart. Bless them which persecute you. Bless and curse not. No tit for tat. Okay. If they persecute you. Bless them anyway. You got to remember. Vengeance belongs to God. Amen. He will take care of them on their own time. Rejoice with them that do rejoice. And weep with them that weep. Amen. Show love to all that need it. And show compassion to all that need it. Be of the same mind. One toward another. Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Be around people who are humble. Don't be around people who are high-minded, prideful. Be not wise in your own conceit. Be around people who are humble in spirit and who love Yahweh and Jesus Christ and who love what's right. Not people who won't serve Yahweh and who don't care about what's right. Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. Amen. Be honest. Get your yes be yes and your no be no. If you ask me a question, if you ask me for something and you say, hey, can I have so and so and so? And I'll be like, hey, I ain't got it. Sorry. I have a whole rhyme. It goes, it goes, um, if I had it, you would get it because I love to see you with it. I don't got it, so I doubt it, so you got to do without it. Sorry. That's why I've been doing that since I was a kid. You know what I mean? And that's just what it is. 
That's your yes to yes and your no be no. Amen? Simple as that. I'm not going to lie to you about anything. Anything at all. If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. If it be possible. Because some people are crazy. Okay? Some people you got to put in their place. Every once in a while. Amen? But you got to do it in a godly way. Because if you do it out of anger and out of distress and dissimulation, you're not doing it out of love. And if you're going to put someone in their place in a righteous way with righteous indignation, you should know that the other side of that coin of love is tough love. And that's what you should use, not self-righteous love. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto, the, unto wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Listen, that's the truth. You must have faith that whoever harms you, whoever comes against you, whoever talks bad about you, God's going to take care of it. I promise. I've seen some things. Watch this. Therefore, if thy enemy hunger, feed him or her. If he or she thirst, give him drink or her drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his or her head. Be not overcome. Of evil, don't let evil overcome you. You know what that looks like when evil overcomes you. When evil overcomes someone, it's like, Oh my god, they're doing so much to me, they're harming me. What am I gonna do? Oh my god, it's too much for me. That's over letting evil overcome you. Do you know who you serve? Do you know who sits at the right hand of God? Do you know the power that course through your spirit? There's always a recovery state and a recovery time. But do you understand once you recover, get back on that war horse, take your sword out, cut heads off. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. By his power, be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good, with the goodness of God. So what is that, what is that saying? Someone who does something horrible to you, if they come to you, and they ask you for something, if someone stole a, a million dollars from you and they come to you and they say, hey, can I borrow a hundred dollars? You just took a hundred, you just took a million. You need a hundred? What you stole wasn't enough? Get the heck out of here. Nothing, right? <laughs> Door shut, douche, right in his face, right? Because you just stole from me, so I don't need to give you anything, right? If someone talked bad about you and they came to you, the circumstances now, if someone talked bad about you and they came to you and they talked real bad about you and you know about it and they don't know that you know about it, right? And they knock on your door. I was wondering, can I have a glass, of, uh, um, a cup of sugar? I have no sugar. I'm running out of sugar for some coffee. No problem. Here's some sugar, okay? You be good to people because that's small. You ain't gonna let that bother you, amen? They don't let that bother you. If somebody stole from you, you have the right not to have anything to do with them at all. You forgive them, but you can't trust them at all. And if you stole from me, I'm not giving you more money to steal from me. Because you have no intention of paying it back. Amen? You keep the good attitude. You, you have to stay in a good place. Because if not, Satan will ruin you. And he knows that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to ruin you. Listen, we should only think with a humble mindset and love towards Yahweh and Jesus Christ. Because that keeps us 
in a place of obedience and love. So that we may serve our Heavenly Father, Yahweh and Jesus Christ, with a pure form of worship and love. Due to our obedience, we must learn to be obedient to Yahweh and Jesus Christ in spirit. So that when we discern evil or unrighteousness from a person, that we stay connected to Yahweh and to His Holy Spirit. And we walk and we think in the name of Jesus Christ. So that we don't mishandle the evil. Okay? Or the evildoers that are around us. We stay obedient to God. Because it's a form of worship. Everything that He tells you to do here, do. Everything that He says in His Word, do. Everything. And never give up on your Father. Never give up on His Word. Never give up on anything. Because He will not allow evil or evil intent to harm you. He will not. You will be a better and a stronger person in the obedience of God and Jesus Christ than you were before any incident even happened. Because that's who God is. He strengthens. He heals. He makes you take that climb. Amen. And now you can help millions, hundreds, thousands, or whoever needs the help. That's who God is. So it's important to be obedient because it's a form of worship to Yahweh and Jesus Christ. And when you're doing that, you will be blessed. You will be blessed. Those that misuse you, that hate you, that hurt you, that are fake towards you with dissimulation because they are just evil, in their hearts towards you. You be good. And do good. Don't allow one incident to throw you off. For our obedience to Yahweh and Christ. Is everything. It is our worship to them. Even when times are tough. You must be obedient. And he will take care of the rest. And even the evil. And that's the truth. Let's go to Genesis 20. Genesis 22. Yahweh rewards obedience. He so does. That's a gray area, Romans 12. It, it ain't gray, it is what it is. But your emotion is so worked up in life in a situation like that. You know what I mean? You want to stay obedient so you can think clear. So you can be clear. Genesis 22 verse 1, if you have it, say glory to God. And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, father of many nations. And he said, Behold, here am I, here I am. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, laughter, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him therefore a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I will tell thee of. And Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him, his servants, and Isaac, his son, and clave the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went unto the place of which God had told him. That's obedience. That is obedience. He told him, I want you to go sacrifice your son, your only son. And he's saying, take him to the place that I told you to. And he's doing it with no problem. That's obedience. We got to do a lot of things in life that you may not agree with when it comes to God. I, see, y'all not in my position, okay? There's a lot of things that you, that you have to do in obedience to your father. To your father. 
that you may not understand, that you may think is, I don't, I don't know, God, you know, but you do it anyway because you know God's a righteous God and he's a God of love and a God of truth and a God of power and might. And he'll never let you down. Then on the third day, resurrection, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass. Now this is a three-day journey. And I and the lad will go yonder and worship. Do you hear that? And worship. This is in obedience. He's doing all these things. And obedience is worship. And I will go yonder, me and the lad, and worship and come again to you. Faith, love. Preparation. All for Yahweh. All for Yahweh. Glory to God. What an example Abraham is. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac, his son. And he took the fire in his hand and, in, and a knife and went, and they both went of them together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham, his father, and said, My father. And he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? You laying this stuff on top of me. <laughs> Where's the lamb? And Abraham said, my son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went both of them together. Now, listen now. Abraham knows, he says, through Isaac shall the seed be called. So he knows that Jesus Christ must come through Isaac. So he knows that even if he killed Isaac, Isaac must be resurrected by the power of God. And we got a new Isaac. Amen. <laughs> but he has to be obedient to God. And I want you to see the obedience of Isaac. And they came to the place which God had told him, told him of. And Abraham built an altar there. And laid the wood in order, and bound Isaac his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. You hear anything about Isaac complaining? And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. He was going to do this. And the angel of the Lord Yahweh called unto him out of the heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I, quickly. And he said, Lay not thy hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. Who ye love so much. Can you be obedient in something that you don't want to do? Can you be obedient? And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. Now we know that ram will be replaced by Jesus Christ. Amen. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. And Abraham called the name of that place Yahweh Yerai. I'm going to translate it correctly. There is no J in the Hebrew alphabet. Yahweh Yerai. As it is said to this day in the Mount of the Lord Yahweh, it shall be seen. Now this is beautiful because I want you to understand something about this place. This very place, Mount Moriah, is, <coughs> is the very mountain that Jesus Christ, Golgotha, 
would be sacrificed on. And it's absolutely amazing. It's just absolutely amazing how God does things. How he's saying, Abraham said, Yahweh will provide a lamb. At the very coordinates of Golgotha, where our Lord and Savior will be crucified on. The real lamb, the lamb of God, the one that's perfect. When you are obedient, that's what you get. You get Jesus. When you are obedient, you get the Holy Spirit. And when you're obedient, without sin, without sin, Yahweh dwells. Glory to God. He's saying Yahweh will provide his own lamb, his own offering, even Jesus Christ our Savior. Yahweh Yerai provides and rewards obedience to those that obey his holy voice and that love him. Let's continue here in this um, verse 15. And the angel of the Lord Yahweh called unto Abraham out of heaven the second time and said, By myself have I sworn, saith the Lord Yahweh, for because thou hast done this thing, and has not withheld thy son, thine only son, who you've been waiting for for almost a hundred years. That's beautiful. That's love. That's faith. That's obedience. That in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of heaven, and as the sand which is upon the seashore. And thy seed shall possess the gates of his enemies. Yeah, we do. We do. Now we're speaking of Abraham and the, and the multitude of his children, even in the free nations, because through Isaac shall the seed be called, and through Isaac will come Jacob, and Jacob will bring forth the 12 tribes of Israel, and the 12 tribes of Israel will bring forth Ephraim and Manasseh, the free nations of the world. Glory to God. Christian nations. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Because thou hast, what? Obeyed my voice. Glory to God. There's no denying the obedience of, of Abraham to Yahweh. Even when it comes to his child. And I want you to see that. Let's go to Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 28. Deuteronomy 28. Verse 1. Choose obedience over disobedience. Choose obedience over disobedience. There's rewards when we choose obedience over disobedience. There's curses when you choose disobedience. Let's get into this. Deuteronomy 28 verse 1. If you have to say glory to God. And it shall come to pass. If thou shalt hearken diligently unto with wisdom... That means hearken and do with wisdom unto the voice of the Lord Yahweh thy God to observe and to do all his commandments, to be obedient to his commandments, which I command thee this day that the Lord Yahweh thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee. When blessings overtake you, there's nothing you could do about it. 
You, there's nothing you can do about it at all. They overtake your life. And then it gets normalized in your life. You get used to it. You get used to it. You're like, this is good. You get, you get used to it, amen? If thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord Yahweh thy God, blessed shalt thou be in the city, and blessed shalt thou be in the field. Meaning wherever you go, wherever you locate to or relocate to, wherever you go, when you visit someone, blessed. When you come back from visiting them, blessed. When you move again, blessed. When you come back, blessed. That's what he's saying here. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body, that's my children, and the fruit of thy ground, and the fruit of thy cattle, the increase of thy kind, and the flocks of thy sheep, all your businesses. Blessed, blessed, blessed. Listen, do you think it's easy to maintain a blessing? Do you think it's easy when you have an enemy named Satan and all his workers who are against you because you serve the Most High God and you live in the name of Jesus Christ, Yahweh, Zikanu? Do you think it's easy? Huh? When God and Christ is your banner, it's not easy. But the power, we have the power of God. Thank God for the power of God. Blessed shall be thy basket and thy store. Blessed shall thou be when thou comest in, and blessed shall be thou when thou goest out. You're blessed all around. It's not a mistake. When you're not blessed, it's not a mistake. Amen. The Lord Yahweh shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall come out against thee one way and flee before thee seven ways. You got to trust him though. You have to trust him. The Lord Yahweh shall command the blessing upon thee. It's a command. It is a command. Let me say it again. It's a command. Amen. That's what it is. That means you can't change it. He says, I'm giving you this. I command the blessing to rest upon you, to overtake you. You understand? But you got to do something in return for God. You got to be obedient. You got to love him. You got to love him in obedience. You got to be obedient to your father. There's no, there's no sideshow here. You have to be obedient. The Lord Yahweh shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouse and in all that thou settest thy hand unto. And he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord Yahweh thy God giveth thee. Praise God. The Lord Yahweh shall establish thee in holy people unto himself as he hath sworn into, unto thee if thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord Yahweh thy God and walk in his ways. Oh, be obedient. That's all he's saying to you. Be obedient. Be obedient, love me, be obedient, love me, be obedient, love me. Hands down, be obedient. Not your way. Not your way in obedience, because your way in obedience is laziness, it's slack. You're like, oh, I forgot, oh, I forgot, oh, I forgot. Your obedience to God, the way he's telling you to be obedient, it's the way you have to be obedient. Do you hear these blessings? Do you hear these promises? Do you hear this, Nanny? Do you hear what he's saying to you? Do you understand what he's saying? Most of you don't know who Nanny is. And neither do I. Here we go. <laughs> Let's continue. <laughs> the Lord Yahweh shall establish thee and holy people unto himself. 
as he have sworn unto thee, if thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord Yahweh thy God and walk in his ways, and all the people of the earth shall see that thou art called by the name of the Lord Yahweh, and they shall be afraid of thee. Listen now. You ever seen a, you ever had a demon run from you? Hmm? No? You ever had someone who tried to harm you run from you? That second thoughts. You ever had someone shoot at your house, directly at your house, and God moves the bullets? Hmm? Right? God says, ah, oh, not today. Oh, not today, not today, not today. Ah, oh, not, not tomorrow. Ah, oh, no, not tomorrow. Ah, oh, not next week. No, 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 no. That's God. That's his, that's because of your obedience and your love towards him. He protects. Listen. Satan and the demons know that there is a God and they tremble at the presence of God. So if you are obedient to God and he says, I will give you a comforter. I will give you the spirit of truth. I will place myself and Jesus Christ and my spirit within you and we will abide in you. And when Satan comes for you, when a demon comes for you, they will tremble and run and go the other way. Glory to God. That's what he's saying in obedience. Have some. 11. And the Lord Yahweh shall make thee plenteous in goods, and in the fruit of thy body. They're going to be blessed too. And in the fruit of thy cattle, and in the fruit of thy ground, and in the land which the Lord Yahweh swear unto thy fathers to give thee. The Lord Yahweh, he is the promise keeper. The Lord Yahweh shall open unto thee his good, very good treasure, the heaven, to give the rain unto thy land in his season, and to bless all the works of thine hand. And thou shalt lend unto many nations, and thou shalt not borrow. Amen. Listen now. You will not be a borrower. You will be a lender. Amen. Hear what I'm saying? And the Lord Yahweh shall make thee the head, and not the tail. No one wants to be the tail. The tail is nasty. And thou shalt be above only, and thou shalt not be beneath. If that thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord Yahweh thy God, which I command thee this day, to observe and to do them, if you are obedient to Yahweh. And thou shalt not go aside from any of the words which I command thee, meaning don't stray from them at all. Be straight on with God and he will be straight on with you. If you're in a marriage and, and you and your, your husband or your wife lies to you all the time. Are you going to be happy with that? Are you going to be appreciative of them not being straight on with you? If you keep secrets from your wife or your husband, are you going to be appreciative when you find out you're going to be angry? Right or wrong? It's going to be sleep on a couch worthy. Right? It's going to be sleep in the doghouse worthy. Right or wrong? How you think God feels? He's supernatural. That means he has more emotion than we do. 14. And thou shalt not go aside from any of the words which I command thee this day, to the right hand or to the left, to go after other gods to serve them. That's a no-no. You're just breaking all types of commandments when you're serving other gods. We're going to get into that 
um, in a minute though, okay? Because we're going to talk about serving other gods and stuff like that. Because it has a lot to do with obedience. 15. But it shall come to pass, if thou will not hearken, if you will not be obedient unto the voice of the Lord Yahweh thy God, to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. You don't want that to happen. There's nothing you can do about it if it overtakes you. What can you do about it? Repentance. In Jesus' name, say, Lord, I am sorry. Give me another chance. Quick, please. It's on my heel. I need another chance. I'm hot. I'm sweating. It's too much pressure. <laughs> Lord, I need your help. Cursed shall thou be in the city, and cursed shall thou be in the field. Cursed shall be the ba thy basket and thy store. Cursed shall be the fruit of thy body and the fruit of thy land. The increase of thy kind and the flocks of thy sheep. Do you understand what he's saying? If you do not serve God, if you do, if you're not obedient to God to listen to him and to be a good example for your kids, to be a good example for your grandkids, to be a good example for people around you, guess what? That means if you're not a good example for them, if you're not a good example for church people, if you're not a good example for just out in the world in itself, you claim to be a Christian. That means that you're very children. Your very grandchildren, the people that you're close to, it's not going to be good because they look to you. They look to you, the person who says, I'm a Christian. If you're a Christian, why are you cursed? Think about what I'm saying, right? You hear me, right? You hear God, right? You hear the Spirit, right? You hear the truth in that, right? You don't want no curses to overtake you. Curse 16. Curse shall thou be in the city and curse shall thou be in the field. You can't get away from it. Girl, it's hard to live up in the East Coast. It's too expensive. I just can't take it up here. I'm going to go down south and live down south. Girl, it's too hard to live down south two years later. I just can't take it. It's too expensive. I can't live it. I can't make it. I got kicked out again, girl. I just can't take it. Girls too hard to live in the Midwest. It's just too cold. It's just too hot. It's just too many ice storms. I can't take it. Where am I going to go now? You're cursed everywhere you go. How about you try and be obedient to God? How about that? How about that? See what happens then. Amen. Cursed shall be thy basket and thy store. Cursed shall be the fruit of thy body and the fruit of thy land. The increase of thy kind and the flocks of thy sheep. Meaning nothing ain't going to work for you. Cursed shall thou be when thou comest in and cursed shall thou be when thou goest out. Could you imagine that? Just cursed all the time? Cursed everywhere you go? Going in, coming out? Curse, 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 curse? The Lord Yahweh shall send upon thee cursing, vexation, rebuke, and all that thou settest thy hand unto for to do, until thou be destroyed, and until thou perish quickly because of the wickedness of thy doings, whereby thou hast forsaken me. Listen now. When it says quickly, forsaken quickly, we're like, well, I, I live to be 80. But how was your life at 80? From, your, from, from zero to 80, how was your life? How was it? Was it hard? Was it extra rough? Right? Was it um, unconventional? <laughs> did, did it, did it, was it uneventful? Was it? Right? Did you handle things properly? When people have a rough life and they go through stuff and they never come out of it, you people be like at the funeral. Well, I know they went through that. 
I know they went through that. I know. Wait, that's not his ear. Somebody got his ear up. That's not his ear. Is, is the fingers real? None of it's real. They've been through too much. They've been through too much. How much did he leave behind? A negative balance? It's just too much. It's just too much. It's just too. It's too much, man. Like, listen. Obedience to God in Christ, okay, is the way to go. There's blessings in it. There's rewards in it. When you are cursed because you will not change because of your disobedience, because you're so stubborn in life, you got a problem, 21. The Lord Yahweh shall make the pestilence cleave unto you. What? Until he have consumed thee from off the land, whether thou goest to possess it. So, pestilence, you know, rodents, bugs. Um, now we're getting into the plagues of Egypt here, okay? <laughs> now we're getting into the plagues of Egypt. You got plagues, you got plagues in your house, okay? You don't want plagues in your home. It's, it's not funny, but I'm, I'm laughing because it's like, dude, it's like, when you gonna wake up? When you gonna wake up? Do you see these hornets spelling out wake up on your window, on your bay window? Do you see that? Do you see that? That's absolutely crazy. Do you see these locusts biting your children? Locusts biting your children? That's a plague, dude. You can't call nobody for that. Okay? They're just going to be mad because you did call somebody. And then they're going to call their friends and attack you even more. It's not good. Listen to what I'm saying to you. Disobedience is not the way to go. 22. The Lord Yahweh shall smite thee with a consumption and with a fever. Now he's getting into sickness here. And with an inflammation. Now we know inflammation is not good. It causes pain. It causes all types of pain. It causes all types of strain. Inflammation is not good, friend. And with an extreme burning. And with a sword. And with blasting. And with mildew. Mildew is not good. And they shall pursue thee until thou perish. God keep talking about when until you perish quickly. Until you perish quickly. We only live 120 years. Okay? That's not a long time. So in God's calendar of days and time, that's quick. That's very quick. 23. And thy heaven that is over thy head shall be brass. It ain't gonna rain for you. You can't grow nothing. You can't be blessed. You won't be blessed. And the earth that is under thee shall be iron. You can't do nothing. The Lord Yahweh shall make the rain of thy land powder and dust. From heaven shall it come down upon thee until thou be destroyed. I'm going to read 25. The Lord Yahweh shall cause thee to be smitten before thine enemies. Thou shalt go out one way against them and flee seven ways before them and shall be removed into all the kingdoms of the earth. Never stable. Is that not a problem? Listen. Cursed is not good. Listen, we must learn to trust Yahweh and his voice. 
his holy word. Never um, lean to your own understanding in life or in the word of God, more importantly. Trusting Yahweh in Christ, his holy word of truth and not mankind. I don't trust myself. I don't. You laugh, but I'm telling you, I do not trust myself. This flesh I do not trust. I trust the God that's in me, the righteous God that's in me to do what's right. If I tune God out, I'm not trustworthy. You got to know that. If you tune God out, you're not trustworthy. God makes us trustworthy because it is his righteousness that lives within us through the spirit of God. That makes us do good in the first place. If we didn't have it, we would be the most selfish people on the earth. Right or wrong. You will not receive blessings until you choose to become obedient to Yahweh and Jesus Christ by being humble and opening your mind and your heart and your love to Yahweh. Or be cursed. Be cursed. No one wants to be cursed. Amen? No one wants locusts. No one, no one wants legs in their house okay you go to one room you got locusts you go to the other room you got frogs you go to the other room you got lice you go to, no one wants that okay no one wants that come on come on man let's go to Luke 11 Luke 11 Luke 11 one more place after this and we're done I know this topic Luke 11 mm. Luke 11 here. I got some stuff for you here. Verse 14. Jesus accused of working through Beelzebub, the king of the dunghill, Satan himself. Okay? Accused of working through Satan. Really? I've been accused of working through Satan. And you know who would say that? Someone who actually works for Satan. What an idiot. 14. And he was casting out devil, casting out a devil, and it was dumb, it couldn't speak. And it came to pass, when the devil was going out, the dumb spake, and the people wondered. But some of them said, he cast out devils through Beelzebub, the chief of the devils. Idiots. And others, tempting him, sought of him a sign from heaven. But he, knowing their thoughts, praise God for the discernment of Jesus Christ, said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and a house divided against a house falleth. Let's break that down. Let's break that down. Okay. So, when a person lives in a house with another person, okay, and they're divided, because one of them has is double-minded and the other one's not double-minded. Your house is divided. It's divided. That house will fall. It can't work. It will not work. Because you got the devil in one room and you got God and Christ in another room. It will not work. Listen to what I'm saying to you. That house is divided. Watch this. If Satan also, now that, that even goes for a single person. If a single person is divided and they think double-mindedly and they're divided about truth and about worldliness, 
about falsehood and about truth, they're divided. God can't use you. You're going to fail. If Satan also be divided against himself, how shall his kingdom stand? Question, it won't. Because ye say that I cast out devils through Beelzebub. And if I by Beelzebub cast out devils by the king of the dunghill, that's what that means, Satan himself, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore shall they be your judges. Your sons will be better off because I'm coming to die on the cross for them. You don't believe, so they will be your judges. Period. Glory to God. But if I with the finger of God cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom of God is come upon you. Not too many people could take that. They don't freak out when the kingdom of God comes upon them, when the power of God is present. They freak out. When a strong man armed keepeth his palace, his goods are in peace. Yeah, they are. But when a stronger than he shall come upon him and overcome him, he taketh from him all his armor, wherein he trusted and divided his spoil. Now, how do you divide someone who's strong? How? How, how do you divide someone who's strong? Mentally. Mentally. You're getting that brain. You're getting that head. That's how you divide someone. You mess with that brain. You mess with that spirit, that brain, that central nervous system. Why do you think Satan uses that all the time? Human beings use it as well. You ever look at an ad that you know is no good? Huh? And you be like, wait, let me check that out because it sounds good. If you read the wording, right, you know it ain't good. You know who's good for that? Hmm? My wife can spot a fake a mile away. She is a lawyer, okay? She will, listen, first lady... If there's fine print, she going to read it. And when she read it, she going to be like, we ain't doing that. That's fake. That's fraud. It's not good. So if you get any documents, bring them to her. I'm joking. Here we go. <laughs> she don't want that. Here we go. He that is not with me is against me. He that gathereth not with me scattereth. So if you're not with God in Christ, if you don't obey and you claim to be a Christian, you're not with me. You're just a scatterer. Okay? Acknowledge that. Accept that. Know that. Know by people's actions who they actually are. Okay? People will let you know who they are. You know a tree by its fruit, right or wrong. People will let you know who they are. There's no second guessing who someone is. Listen to this. When the unclean spirit has gone out of a man or a woman, or even a child, he walketh through the dry places seeking rest, and finding none, he saith, I will return unto my house whence I came out. This is why you're supposed to sweep that house clean, friend. Sweep it clean. And ask your pastor to come and anoint that house when it's brand new. Okay? So he can sweep that house in the name of Jesus. And when he cometh, he findeth it swept and garnished, that evil spirit. Jesus is there now. Okay? But how strong is this person with Jesus? Amen? Then goeth he and take and um, taketh to him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. Now this person's all messed up. All messed up. Watch this. And it came to pass. 
As he spake these things, a certain woman of the company lifted up her voice and said unto him, Blessed is the womb that bare thee, and the paps which thou hast sucked. Talk about Mary, because we all know Mary is blessed forever, because she is the mother of Jesus Christ. But Christ would say, But he said, Yea, rather blessed are they that hear the word of God and keep it, and obey it. I want you to see that. Because we know Mary's blessed with the divine blessing. She is. Because she's Mary. But Christ says, Blessed are they who hear the word of truth. Everyone can't hear the word of truth. Remember that. Blessed are they who hear the word of truth and keep it. Because in keeping it, Satan can't come in. I don't care how many demons he bring, he can bring, he can bring a whole legion. He cannot come in. Because you're obedient to Christ. When you're not obedient to Christ, he's going to run rushed all over you. And that's the truth. That's the absolute truth. Your life will be in shambles. You understand what I'm saying? Right? 1 Samuel to close. 1 Samuel 15. Let's close out. Get you going. 1 Samuel 15. Let's talk about this obedience to God. First Samuel 15, 10. If you have a say glory to God. In closing, then came the word of the Lord Yahweh unto Samuel, saying, It repenteth me that I have set up Saul to be king. For he is turned back from following me, meaning he does not obey me anymore. When you don't obey God, he looks at it as you turn back from him. And have not performed my commandments. Meaning he's not a doer anymore. And he grieved Samuel. And he cried unto the Lord Yahweh all night. He loved Saul. And when Samuel rose early to meet Saul in the morning. It was told Samuel saying Saul came to Carmel. The Spirit's telling him. And this is exactly how it goes. Okay. When the Spirit's telling on someone. When, he te when he's telling what happens. He gives you all the information. And you just waiting to see if someone lies to you. And when Samuel rose early to meet Saul in the morning, it was told Samuel, saying, Saul came to Carmel, and behold, he set him up a place, and is gone about, and passed on, and gone down to Gilgal. And Samuel came to Saul, and Saul said unto him, Blessed be thou the Lord, Yahweh. I have performed the commandments of the Lord. Now you know you ain't do what God told you to do. So stop. And Samuel said, What meaneth then the bleeding of the sheep in my ears and the lowing of the oxen which I hear? <laughs> Give me some sound effects. Go with me to verse 3 here of the same chapter. This is what the, this is what he said to um, Saul. This is what the orders God gave him. Now go and smite Amalek. And utterly destroy all that they have, and spare them not, close case. But slay both man and woman, infant and suckling, oxen and sheep, camel and ass. Close case. Right there. Where's your obedience? Saul's lying now. Back to 15. And Saul said, they have brought them from the, Am the Amalekites. For the people spared the best of the sheep 
That's a mistake right there. God says, kill them all. And of the oxen to sacrifice unto the Lord Yahweh thy God. And the rest we have utterly destroyed. Um, he said, utterly destroy all of them. He said, don't keep the best at all. Because if he's telling you to destroy a group of people, they're, he said, infants now. He said, destroy infants. Because he knows the soul. He knows they're wicked. They're going to grow up wicked. He knows the animals have spirits in them, wicked spirits. He says, destroy everything utterly. Leave nothing behind. You can't obey that. You can't obey that. You ever been in, you ever been, I, I did demolition for a couple of years, okay? And when when they ask me to, to demo a home or to demo a, a barn, right? And you go in there with a sledgehammer and that big ball, right? And you're in that machine, you're taking that ball, and you're cranking it, and you're going, boom! You know how fun that is? So if God tells me to destroy everything, I'm having fun with it. And I'm destroying everything. It does not matter at all what it is. If he says destroy it, destroy it. Where's your obedience? Verse 16, Then Samuel said unto Saul, Stay, and I will tell thee what the Lord Yahweh have said to me this night. And he said unto him, Say on. The little attitude there. And Samuel said, When thou was little... In thine own sight, was thou not made the head of the tribe of Israel? And the Lord Yahweh anointed thee king of Israel. And the Lord Yahweh sent thee on a journey and said, Go and utterly destroy the sinners, the Amalekites, the sinners, and fight against them until they be consumed. I mean, you can't win a fight unless God's with you, right? Wherefore, then didst thou not obey the voice of the Lord Yahweh? But did this fly upon the spoil? You saw the spoil. You was like, hey, this is going to pinch a fair penny. I'm about to take this and I'm about to take what I want, sell it, keep it, make money off of it, make it work for me. And then the rest I'll utterly destroy. That's pretty bad. But did this thou fly upon the spoil and did this evil in the sight of the Lord? So to be disobedient to God in his eyes, it is evil. Amen. Watch this. And Saul said unto Samuel, Yea, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord Yahweh, and have gone the way which the Lord Yahweh sent me, and have brought Agag, the king of Amalek, and have utterly destroyed the Amalekites. Um, the king of Amalek is still alive. Agag, God said to kill him. The Amalekites, you're taking them as prisoner? God said to kill them. You ain't do nothing, God said. You did what you wanted to do. You wanted to gloat a little bit. You got prideful here. But the people took of the spoil, sheep, oxen, and the chief of the things, which should have been utterly destroyed, to sacrifice unto the Lord. He don't want that crap at all. He does not want that crap. God wants what is obedient, and that is all. Because in your obedience there is love. To sacrifice unto the Lord Yahweh thy God in Gilgal. And Samuel said, Hath the Lord Yahweh as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifice as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Question. You know God loves obedience more because it shows your love for him. So why do you think an offering, a tithe, a sacrifice covers all your disobedience? Mm. Praise God. Praise God. <laughs> that's, that's real. That's real right there. 
Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, to hearken than the fat of rams. Watch this. That's the whole reason we came here. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. You don't want to be in that, do you? No. You don't want to be in voodoo. That's how God looks at it. And stubbornness to change. Stubbornness to change. You will not repent. You want to stay the way you are. It's as iniquity and idolatry. It's like you're worshiping an idol. You're breaking all the commandments. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord Yahweh. He have also rejected thee from being king. Wow. See, disobedience is witchcraft to the Lord Yahweh. And your stubbornness to not change, to repent, to be obedient to the Lord Yahweh, is idolatry as to worshiping a false god or even antichrist. Because you're setting a bad example for God's children. And that person will pay with cursings from Yahweh. Yahweh wants those people who are disobedient to repent and obey his holy voice so that he doesn't have to destroy them because of their disobedience and take everything from them. That can't be no clearer, can it? Praise God. Remember to stand in the grace of God because that's what he wants you. God bless you all. I love you all. All glory and praise to the Father and the Son. I take credit for nothing. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Have a question. Now you can ask away during any Sunday Sermons episode, available exclusively on Spotify. To submit your question, simply access the episode on the Spotify app, scroll down to the bottom of your mini player, and ask away. We can't wait to hear from you. Were you moved by today's message? Download it now via our website for a donation of $10. Help us sow a seed of truth around the world. Donate any amount today. Thank you and God bless you.